Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Clayton Murphy, uh, former University of Akron uh, track star, uh, is, you know, punching his ticket to Tokyo. So without further ado, let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. And I think he's still in Eugene, Oregon, watching the rest of the uh, trials. Um, we go and we, we reach out to Clayton Murphy. What's going on, Clayton? Hey, how's it going, man? I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no, listen, uh, thank you for, for coming on with us. First of all, thank you uh, and congratulations for, um, you know, what you've done. I mean, you, you, you're a rarefied air, uh, you know, punching your ticket to Tokyo in the Olympics. Um, first of all, you know, how does that, you know, kind of feel uh, to, to be able to do something like that? I, I would kind of compare it to somebody getting drafted or or winning a championship. Um, you know, what does that feel like to be able to represent your country uh, in doing what you love out there on the track? Yeah, it's a it's a huge honor to be able to do it. I mean, it's a culmination of a lot of hours, a lot of sacrifices, um, the kind of cliches, you know, but they really are true, especially in our sport when uh, – there is no uh, time for an off switch. It's a 24/7 job for us, and on the, on and off the track, and uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of hours and a lot of uh, different decisions had to be made to uh, make the couple minutes on the track uh, all pay off in the end. So you know, this is not your. Uh, I believe this is not your first time um, with that. Uh, you you've won the bronze medal. Is that correct in the 800 meter in the, in the 2016 Olympic Games? Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And, and, and so when you you've already won the bronze medal um, and, and you go back and you're, you're looking for an opportunity uh, to win a gold medal or or, a, or even a silver medal uh, in these Olympic Games. What is your mindset? How is your mindset different um, from the first time you, you made it and actually made the Olympic team and then actually went on? Um, to win that medal, what is your what is your thought process this time, and how does it feel different uh, this time qualifying for the Olympic team? I think uh, there's a little there's a slight difference and a little just more focused on the business aspect of it. You know, like getting the job done, which is running faster. Um, last time I, I was able to uh, do the entire Olympic experience from enjoying kind of the weeks leading up to the airplane ceremonies, closing ceremonies, going to other events. Um, obviously with COVID, we're going to be limited in a lot of those aspects, um, this year, uh, without choice, but, uh, probably going in anyways, I would have been a lot more focused on, on the task at hand and the running part, uh, and just trying to, uh, really represent as much as I, as well as I can, you know, um, 
think there's a lot that goes around the Olympic Games, and so I, I'm really focused on the business aspect of it when it comes to getting the job done, which is running fast. You know, this is uh, the fascinating part about the Olympics is, you know, you, you, you they're every four years. Most of the uh, times, you know, when you're playing football or basketball, when you're doing something um, at the peak level or in peak performance, maybe um, people are, are have a window, right? Uh, there's a window to their career, a window to winning championships, a window to uh, playing at peak performance. But the Olympics, um, obviously, you guys have different specific things like the world championships that are staggered in between the Olympics. But on the Olympics, they're every four years. Uh, injury, uh, you know, injuries can derail you. You only have a small window to perform. Does that play into um, your mind and does that make it a little more special um, in terms of not knowing if, hey, if I don't perform as well as I would like to this year, um, you know, this may be my last opportunity. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no room for error in our sport. Um, it's down to the thousandth of a second. It's down to the, the split decisions of uh, what you do uh, in workouts and in your life leading up to these to these trials. Uh, our sport's the only sport that really selects people um, based on performances on a, off of off of one race. Um, so there's no give back. There's no you're the fastest in the world. You get a free buy. It's a it's a it's an all or nothing type deal for us. Um, in the Olympic in the Olympic trials, so there is a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of room for error, but but you have to kind of be extremely cautious with what you do and calculate it. Talking to uh, you know a, a bronze medalist uh, in, from the uh, 2016 Olympic Games, uh, Clayton Murphy, who is also uh, you know University of Akron uh, cross country uh, grad as, as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Bobcat, so I, I'm always down for all the MAC teams, right? Definitely a big big contender. I'm definitely a big fan of all, all MAC schools. My mom, uh, my brother went to University of Akron. Uh, me and my brother played football at OU. Um, and then my mom went to Kent State, so we're, we're a big, uh, big uh, MAC family. Um, talk about this a little bit. It, this is the great equalizer. So when you look at track, track is, is about times, right? And I've always found this fascinating that it don't matter where you're from. Like you can be, you can be a really big track guy, and you can go to the uh, schools in Tennessee and Georgia or some of the SEC schools that are Arkansas that are really known for track. But you can you can make it from anywhere. Uh, you can be an Olympic champion like yourself from a Mid American Conference school. Um, talk about that 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 thought process that you know it doesn't matter where you go. It's all about the time and your personal best and, and making it uh, to the Olympics and that you can make it any from anywhere um, if you just train hard and you have good coaching and people behind you. Yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into it. I think there's a there's obviously like you said the coaching and the school aspect. It's, it's where you feel comfortable. Um, it's a very like we just talked about very precise, calculated sport. Um, you can't just uh, like brunt force your way through unless you're just one of the few half percents that are just talented more talented than anybody um but if you're if you're not lucky enough to, to have those then it really is a calculated thing and it doesn't matter uh exactly what you said what school you go to the size of the school uh the talent of the team um it really depends on you and your performance on the track and that's the same case when you're professional as well it doesn't matter um extremely fortunate to to be supported and representing uh nike um but there's there's people who have uh, zero professional uh, brand support who have making the Olympic team this year and, and doing it without uh, a major company behind them. So it's, it really goes all the way through the ranks of, 
who you can represent and, and how you do it. Um, you know, Clayton, when you look at uh, track and field, and obviously uh, you just mentioned one of your sponsors, Nike, um, you know, how when you look at moving your sport forward, I think um, for most of us, you look at some of the giants in the game. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was uh, Carl, uh, you know, Carl Lewis. And then obviously Usain Bolt, um, you know, some sometimes I just still uh, I, I, I go through Usain Bolt's uh, records and I, I just watch his montages from his world records to his IAAF um, championships and some of the different things that he's run. Um, what do you think, um, you know, that, that hap- happens or needs to happen to continue um, to, to make track and field a, a really big sport uh, and continue to get the best athletes out there, um, you know, to let people know that track and field um, is something that you can do as a career and it's something that uh, major athletes should look to invest in, not just part time, but, you know, may look to be something that they do full time. Yeah, I think that I think that that's there. I think within the track community, people realize and, and respect kind of the ranks. But I think the, what really uh, would kind of take us to the next level is, is obviously just growing our sport in general with the, with the general sports population and the general people, um, because that's who truly in the end uh, develops support for us professional athletes and, and the opportunities for, for graduating college athletes to go on to the next level. It's obviously a lot of fan base or support. Uh, we don't theoretically have a paycheck, um, so it makes it extremely tough. So, like, uh, growing our sports, uh, it's a tough thing. It's been um, an ever-evolving um, thing, especially over the last three or four years here um, since the 2016 games. Um, but I think it really just boils down to really developing um, stories of athletes and, and developing a fan base around around the best. Uh, Shakari Richardson's obviously kind of taken the sport by storm and on social media and has had some huge, huge people um, shout her out and tweet about her, and it's it's this the sport itself just in the last week of the Olympic Olympic trials here in Eugene has, has grown immensely and it's about kind of carrying that momentum through through Tokyo and beyond into Paris and kind of um, connecting the bridges um, between the Olympic Games and, and kind of allowing us to to have a well followed and, and and exciting sport in between the Olympic Games as well. Talking to Clayton Murphy uh, of New Paris, Ohio, uh, he is a uh, Olympic athlete. Uh, he's going to be competing. Um, and the 800 meter in the Tokyo Games uh, just stamped his ticket to uh, Tokyo for the Olympics coming up this summer. And also, think about it like this. He is a bronze medalist. You know, I don't know very many people that just got medals hanging around the house. And, you know, um, speaking of, what do you do with those medals? Do you, you know, a lot of times, you know, I... <laughs> Not that it compares. Like I have state championship rings or whatever. You know, I got them put up in the ring, uh, the house somewhere. Or some people give it to their moms. What do you do with your medal? Where do you? Where's your bronze medal at, man? Uh, mine's actually just kept uh, kept in a little uh, storage drawer unit with some other stuff in, in my office. It's it's not something that I necessarily display or have out currently. I'm I'm hoping to potentially eventually kind of set up a little bit of like a um, for my wife and I of our accomplishments. I guess you want to call it like a man cave type thing or get our spikes and stuff out. But um, for right now, um, we just kind of have them, have them stashed away. And um, like I said, I don't really bring it out a whole lot often. It's, it's really all eyes forward at this point. 
Well, you know, uh, your wife as well, I, I understand, ran at the University of Oregon as well, which if you guys don't know, Oregon has, uh, University of Oregon has just, they're not just a cool football team with the really the best uniforms in all of college football, if you you just only know Oregon from that. But Oregon is, I, I would say, probably the dominant um, track and field, especially when it comes to distance. Somebody would argue that either, you know, Arkansas, Georgia has something to say with it, but you your wife ran um, for the University of Oregon as well. Uh, is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So she was actually a, a multi-time NCAA champion, collegiate record holder, uh, high school. Uh, she's second most successful high school uh, Californian ever um, woman. And, and she was also a 2016 Olympian and world champion. So she's got quite a few accolades herself, if not if not more, she would argue. <laughs> Listen, let me, let, let, can we talk about something off the air? Uh, if you guys have children, um, listen, I think they have pretty good genes. Um, can we get them? <laughs> can we can we sign them up for something? I don't know. Uh, are you? Would you ever let them consider them? Play, let, let them consider playing football. No football. Uh, it's been. It's. I don't think it's. it's I don't think that's uh, very high on, on her list. I think she's. Uh... <laughs> She's, uh, I think there's obviously, you know, you know, everything goes into it, but, uh, I think obviously, uh, we're not, we're, we're not ones to, uh, we've already talked about it, push our kids towards the track, but obviously if they chose the track, um, we've obviously talked about, we think the 400 is probably a pretty good event for them probably in the future. Ah, yes, there it is. Listen, we didn't choose the track. The track chose us, uh, talking to Clayton Murphy here. Um, a couple more, couple more uh, minutes here with with Clayton. Uh, he's going to be in the uh, Tokyo uh, Olympics, so we're looking to uh, you know salute to him, uh, homegrown uh, from the uh, University of Akron and Ohio-born uh, as well. So we got to throw that out there as well. So really quickly, I always talk about some of the records that we we look at right now, and, and I always talk about unbreakable records. So looking at the the records in track and field out there, to, just to kind of give context um, to some of the things that go on in track and field, because I'm a records junkie, which, what are some records that you think are really, really, really tough to beat um, out there in, in, in track and field? I always look at the, the Flojo record of 10-4. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I don't know if that's going to be beat. I don't nine five eight. You Usain Bolt is kind of difficult. The two hundred might be a little. Uh, it might be a little a little uh, better beaten, but that might be able to be a beat. What are some records out there that are really tough to beat uh, in terms of track and field records? Yeah, I think uh, had you, I think had you asked this question uh, like six months ago, we probably would have thrown Flojo's um really towards the top of this conversation, but. I think uh, women's sprinters this year have kind of uh, proved it's all wrong. I mean, I think I think it's 10.62, 10.63, and then 64 are the three best times in the world. So they're right on the brink of that that Flojo record already, and we're already we're barely halfway through the season. Um, so I think that that's one that, that is more of a, ch- a getting challenged than it is out there. I think I think Usain's probably uh, one of the safer world records that probably um, exists currently. Um, the men's 800 record, to be honest, is extremely tough. Um, 140.9 is uh, is well far out there. Uh, there's not many people who have broken 142, let alone dipped under, obviously, 141. So uh, I'd say his record is actually probably probably one of the tougher records, and unfortunately that's the event I run. Um, but, yeah, there, there's some extremely tough ones, and there's also some ones that we thought were extremely tough, especially in a little bit of the longer distances, 5K, 10K, is that, 
that there was earlier this season there was two women who traded off the 10k world record within 48 hours they broke it and rebroke it and broke it again um within like three or four days so uh some things we thought were unbreakable have been obviously shown that that they're breakable yeah man i, I would throw in the 400 uh is a crazy uh is a crazy record as well too um, and he ran that from lane nine in the olympic final i remember watching that race from the village uh in the athlete lounge and and calling that uh, that he was going to run away with it in lane nine because I knew that he was fast enough because in lane nine you don't see anybody. So I knew that if he got out hard over the first 200 that uh, he wouldn't look back and he kind of just laid it all out there. And obviously he laid everything out there as he was uh, pretty much stretched off, literally, quite literally stretched off after the race of breaking the world record from lane nine. Yeah, he has great 200 times. So when I used to, when I would watch his 200 times, I would be like, oh, listen, he runs 400. He's running that 200. Oh, y'all are in trouble. You guys are in trouble. <laughs> Clayton, man, I, I want to thank you so much. I want to, we want to wish you uh, all the, all the, some, the much success. Uh, bring home that gold medal for us um, for representing Ohio, representing the United States. And uh, we wish you much success. Um, and, and definitely, if you do have children, please, um, you know, I, I'd be willing to, um, you know, definitely be their agent. We'll, keep me in mind. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, really. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. I appreciate you. Clayton Murphy, uh, Olympic, Olympic hopeful, uh, and um, be rooting, be watching out for him. 800 meters is his race, uh, and be watching in Tokyo for him. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.